and welcome to a new episode of the State of the Net podcast. I'm Paolo Valdemarini. And I'm Ewan Semple. And it's uh, a special occasion today, right? Yes. One that who would have thought? Um, today, 20 years ago, I wrote my first blog post. And uh, as I say, little idea that I'd still be, well, I'd still be here 20 years later. 20 years later seemed like an incredibly long time, but to still be blogging all this time later. And uh, I sort of thought I'd lost it at one point because I did a, an ISP change and um, had didn't have the first few posts. And I then thought, oh, I know what, I'll get it from the Internet Archive. But again, for some reason, probably related to that swap, um, I couldn't find the original, I think it was a couple of years or so. And then it dawned on me that, uh, do you remember Ev Williams used to have I think he called blogs of note. Um, for those who don't mm-hmm. know, I've set up Blogger and then um, Twitter and various other things. And uh, he had this bit on his on his blog called blogs of note where he'd link to other bloggers, and he'd linked to me. So um, that was actually the bit that got scraped and was kept. And Internet Archive allowed me to find my first post again. But it sort of brought back the night when. Uh, I was sitting in the lounge and, you know, it's like, especially in the early days, you would just have a look at the stats and see if anybody looked at your blog. And it was kind of like, you know, the normal 10, 15, whatever. And then I looked back another half an hour later and it was about four or 500. <laughs> and this carried on until I think it went up to about 5,000 hits in one day, which was initially perplexing. And then I realised what it was that he'd stuck on the front of his blog. So, so anyway, yeah, I was able to dig out my first blog post from 20 years ago. That's amazing. I know. We have to link them in the description of this. Yeah. Of this. Well, it's what, funny. Just what did you write about? Um, about being in the pub, because in those days I drank, um, with my kids. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's and it's funny just seeing the colour scheme. It was sort of a standard um, blogger scheme. It was black and orange, I think it was. And... Uh, uh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, and a, and a nice typeface. And, um, yeah, it's funny, sort of, I mean, because without that blog, I wouldn't have ended up travelling around the world, meeting loads of people, writing a book, you know. None of that would have happened without, oh, well, without that first step. We wouldn't be here. That's true. Well, we, well we, yeah. we, we'd, we'd be here, but not here. Yeah, well, I don't think I have much to do with your conception. Yeah, (laughs) no, it's I actually when you when you mentioned uh, your anniversary, I I checked mine. I I started blogging a year later in two thousand and two. It was post nine eleven, and yeah, I mean, I started, it, me too, I mean, I started because I was dealing with Dave Weiner and uh, I was, we were using Radio Userland, which was one of the Of course, yeah, I did, I used that for time. a bit, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and I think in 2001, I was, we were using blogging internally in our company right. to exchange information, but I never had anything posted in public 
and then uh, one day I did and I still have on my domain well I changed the main name but it's still on my blog the the, the first posts that are still there I managed to kind of keep them over the years yeah I should probably try and rebuild those first few posts but because the, the other thing that came back to memory was um, with Doc Doc Searles because that was another big jump in my visibility because we must have we must have been connected in some way um because he picked up on this post but it was after 9-11 just you mentioning that reminded me that you know it was in the days after 9-11 everybody was very emotional and every, the world seemed to turn upside down and um i'd gone out for a walk with my daughter molly who was about three maybe at the time and it was as the day was coming to a close and she was asking, what, what makes the sun go down, Daddy? And I sort of tried to explain the fact that it will, the sun's staying where it is, but that the world goes round and the world spins and it keeps going round, so that's why the sun comes back up in the in the mornings. And she said, well, the world must get very dizzy-wizzy, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, it does, darling. And then she said, well, the, the world needs a rest. And this seemed so appropriate <laughs> given the world circumstances at the time. And Doc, Doc picked up on this and, and shared it, so that was another jump in visibility. It's funny thinking back. Well, it was exciting. Yeah. Every time you would get a link from one of these kind of A-listers, you would get uh, suddenly traffic and people asking questions. I mean, I think there were interesting conversations at the time and I'm not saying that there aren't interesting conversations today, but I'm just not part of them. It it was uh, it was almost like you know you would put something out there, and then somehow conversation would find you. Yes. Uh, yes. Which I think it was probably due to the fact that there weren't too many people. And uh, did you read uh, the? the uh, there is an article circulating in the last few days uh, about um, how. It would appear that uh, uh, with the new types of uh, online tools, um, I think that they were mentioning in particular Clubhouse, but a few others, where you have a different type of uh, media use where a smaller number of people will concentrate uh, to use uh, a higher quality piece of content for a shorter amount of time so you instead of having that continuous scrolling algorithmically generated uh, you know attention sync you basically have a, a moving towards better quality more concentrated uh, shorter uh, uh, events that capture your attention interesting Certainly, that's and, how it felt uh, in know, the early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's exactly it's it's a uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't spend a whole day scrolling through things. I mean, content was somehow scarce, and uh, but somehow that also made it more valuable. But also, just talking about that scarcity, and just before we started, you were mentioning about ISPs and uh, when we both got started on the internet, and I think it was either ninety five or ninety six. I think ninety six. But the first time I touched it, as it were, it was actually on a night shift at work, and one of the guys there used a, an M100 emulator to get his direct connection on to, I think it was, 
It was it wasn't ARPANET, but it was the education. I can't remember what it was called. Where basically you're just using a command line uh, to, mm -hmm. to see catalogues of books and documents that you had no idea what they were, but it just seemed incredibly naughty for one thing. It just it seemed almost felt almost like hacking to see. It. I mean, obviously they made the stuff visible and it was meant to be seen, but it still felt slightly nefarious. And uh, and and I can so remember getting my first modem, US Robotics fourteen hundred baud modem, and plugging it in and just hearing that bleeping noise that that meant mm -hmm. you were connected and and the slight feeling of panic because you knew you only had so long before you got bounced off again and you, you couldn't cash stuff in the way that we do so much now and it just it was so suddenly you had this computer that was connected to the world it was incredible wasn't it oh yeah i i re i've been recently i renewed my first domain name mm -hmm. uh, studioidea.it and uh, I registered the domain name in 95, pretty much soon after I got online for the first time. That I think it was like November 95. And that was very early web. So we were using, I think I, I kind of got online right before the first version of Netscape mm -hmm. came out. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and yeah, I always remember the first time I got online from home, I spent the whole night surfing the web. Yeah. And I think that pretty much by the morning, I had seen every website, <laughs> yeah, like all of them. Uh, but it was so exciting. I mean, the the, and you're right. You had the feeling that you were connecting to a server elsewhere. You're kind of peeking into other people's lives. Yeah. Uh, it was... Uh, yeah, it's uh, And then the early days exciting. of Usenet, Usenet where you sort of wished you hadn't peeked into other people's lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was... Uh, I mean, the the first... Do you remember the first trolls? I yeah. mean, being exposed yeah. from yeah, yeah. people. It, it was... Uh, yeah. But at the same time, I think that what is interesting is that some of the seeds of what we have today were already pretty clear out there. I mean, it's not that you know donald trump invented trolling no, no. i mean that has no, been around no. forever uh he just invented being a president and a troll at the same time <laughs> who would have thought that was ever gonna happen <laughs> something something that that uh, i find curious is not so much the last 25 years that i've spent online is the fact that i still have memories of the previous 25 years that i spent not being connected to the internet Yes, and uh, and how well, yeah, most of the people, most of the designers I work with, were born after I bought my, that first domain name. <laughs> and it's it's it, it's. I'm not saying you know. Look, I'm I'm not saying like the son. I have shoes older than you. It's At least it's trying to be as old as me, Paolo. <laughs> well, that must be amazing. <laughs> um, but. Uh, it's it's the very fact that uh, you know this thing happened yeah. to us at some point yeah. and it never happened to them. I mean, they have no idea what it was. Well, how how without. hard everything was. I mean, I can't remember what happened the other day that I just I was in the middle of a field and I used my watch to find something out, you know, and and thought nothing of it. But then it sort of struck me, wow! And it was something to do with finding a place. And in the old days, we you, know, you had to. Have, Real maps, and you had to be able to go and buy the real. You couldn't just order the real maps online. You had to go to a God shop. God forbid, ask for direction. <laughs> I know. 
we used to we used to be terrible, Paolo. We we'd a, a junction at the top of our road, and uh, if people stopped and asked for directions, if they were Scottish, we sent them the right way. If they were English, we sent them the opposite way. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, a few weeks ago, I was uh, out for a w for a walk with my brother, and we found a f weird fruit on the ground. Mm. And uh, and he has said, "Oh, you know, too bad there isn't an app that allows you to to <laughs> to find out what it is." I said, "Well, he underestimated actually, you, Paulo." <laughs> yeah, and I you just fire up Google. You know, with the Google app, you can just do the visual search yeah. and. Immediately, we got uh, information about what I don't remember what it was, but it was some strange. Exo I have no idea how that landed on a hill here. Yeah. Um, but this idea of being able to find any information that you like, uh, I think that the first time I I remember I was so happy about this. I was still working in an office in a, you know, we had floor to ceiling glass walls and uh, the the building was right next to the exit of the local motorway. And I saw this special truck with this huge wooden crate on the back just passing by. Yeah. And I thought, thought, I wonder what is in the crate. I said, hold on a second, I can find out. I so I looked up the look up the name that was printed on the crate. I found out it was a company making transformers or something. But basically, I found out what it is, and it was like, okay, there is, you know, I you can figure out pretty much everything. And you know, I know and, those people uh, who say it's made us lazy, and you know, God bless Cal Newport for finding fault with all of it. But it's, it's stuff that you you know, has made life so much better just to be able to find things out quickly or easily or to be able to order things quickly or easily. You know, it's ridiculous to look back on not being able to do that with any sort of nostalgia. I mean, sure, it's come at a cost and we've talked often enough on the blog, not on, on the blog, on the podcast about that, but it, it uh, so much of what makes life easier. I mean, even, even just all the things I've learned because of following people writing about books and then buying the books on Amazon. and um, Although there are those who might argue I've read all these books but learned absolutely nothing. But um, but that ability to, to not just soak up sound-bitey, partial information, which is what people normally criticise, but, you know, just reading more and more relevant and interesting books would, would be hard to imagine having happened without all this. Yeah, well, you remember the whole theory when it came out of the, you know, long tail yeah, and how, yeah. <laughs> you know, these... Uh, something interesting, I, I I think there is an article on The Economist this week about this. And uh, they talk about uh, the evolution of uh, e-commerce and online services in Asia, uh, mm. especially in China. Mm -hmm. And um, they were noting how in Europe, we tend to have essentially the digital version of companies that existed before in right. the physical world, right. right? So you have the bookstore, you have the company processing payments, uh, you have the company doing social networking, you have the company doing communication. Even very large companies in, uh, in the Western technology world tend to be kind of monolithic, 
vertical specializing in something with to some degree is the equivalent of something from the old world while in china all these huge companies they are way more horizontal intersecting e-commerce with social media with uh, payments with uh, chats with everything Uh, it almost looked like you know they they don't need to plug this new digital world to an existing framework they can just yeah. go wild and do new things um essentially they don't remember the world before they are you know they're starting a, a new and you're, you're, that's so true and i mean there are so many organizations still really encumbered with that legacy thinking you know it's still sustains so many of the silos that operate within organizations and the pecking orders within those organizations that that haven't had relevance for decades but are just there because the culture's become ingrained and dominant and just beyond it within a company between companies the whole way we perceive value and trade and even influence you know i still find it funny how many of my former bbc at bbc colleagues still bang on about the truth um, seems so nostalgic. I think. You know? uh, I I think that, and I wonder how much of this is actually part of Western philosophy. Mm-hmm. But clearly, in our culture, in order to understand something, we tend to say, "Oh, this is like something else." Yes. Um, it, it it is very typical that you know you're struggling to understand something, and you said, "Oh, okay, this is like," and you pick up something that is somehow equivalent. And also reductionism, and wonder, reducing that to the smallest bit that you can... Abs- yeah. yeah. But 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 I wonder if this is the main reason why, yeah. you know, you think, oh, Amazon, well, that's like a bookstore. And, you know, your totally. Apple, well, that's like the phone. I mean, it, 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 you kind of keep simplifying things and you need to put something, to, you know, to pigeonhole all these different uh, yeah. concepts. Well, if you don't need to do that, and I, and I think that, well, one reason is that you don't actually have the same categories to, to drop things yep. into. But partially might even be that, uh, that uh, you know, Eastern cultures don't need to do that or have a different ways of different ways of understanding things. So true. And, and not least because, and, you know, again, we've talked about this, that the interconnectedness that's so apparent with the web is so fundamental to their historical worldview, whereas sort of separation and self and identity is so key to ours, and that connectedness feels like a challenge to that identity. I mean, this is what's so interesting about fundamentalist politics and other things, because I think they're triggered by the web and the sort of squishiness of it all and the fact that it's got not hasn't got enough straight lines or... The labels don't stick long enough. Um, yeah, I think you're, you're so right. And it's going to be really interesting in the next few decades just to see, again, post, post-COVID, how much of that has been shaken a bit again and how fast we adapt. I mean, talk, talking of adapting, I've, um, I've just got my appointment for my first vaccine and uh, oh. coming up on Monday. And it just made yay. and it just made me think how incredibly for all the faults and all the people that slag it off, how incredibly efficient the NHS can be. Just to have got, was it twenty million people vaccinated? 
and the process yeah, is so that. well done. I mean, the paperwork's excellent. The barcoding, the QR coding, and everything just sort of just works pretty much any bit of it I've been involved with so far. And you know, you think that doesn't just happen. You know, it's incredible. Well, no, that that is it is remarkable because especially conf confronted with the rest of the EU. <laughs> you um, seem to be well. I, yeah. I've, I wouldn't have to say well, especially when we confronted with the EU, which is not the rest; no. it's just another <laughs> place. Right. Um, but uh, it's, uh, I mean, even if in Italy, I think we're kind of doing slightly better. I think we haven't gotten to ten percent of the population. I mean, it's still ridiculously small. Yeah. And uh, something interesting that I was reading recently. Uh, somebody was criticizing the Italian model promoting the British one we're saying in Italy we started thinking okay who are we going to 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 give the vaccine first and we immediately came up with a hundred different categories that is are hard to define so it's going to it's going to be people working there and people going there and in universities and in hospital and in there and in there and basically everything become immediately very confused mm -hmm. While in Britain, pretty much they said, except for some emergency worker, they said they just said we're going to go with age, because that's the main factor, yeah. and we're just going to stick with age, and we're going to go from the older to the younger. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it makes sense, <laughs> and uh, and it is actually it one of the many decisions, of course, that uh, are making this work very very well. Yeah. So yeah, I had. I had a flight back booked, oh, yeah. but uh, my flight has been cancelled. So now I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to book another flight in March to get back because I want to come and get my vaccine, of course. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, yeah, it's that that's not easy because you need to get tested before you fly. Once you get there, you need to purchase before you depart two more tests that cost like more than 200 quid wow. which is which is i mean here i think they have capped the cost of the test to 20 euros so there's different kinds uh, of tests because they're doing not in the uk clearly well no there are um i can't remember what they're called flow flow something no 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 they they haven't capped the prices no, no there are yeah there are three main types of tests yeah and the, and the flow tests whichever they are um are becoming drop-in, you know, you can and you can get multiple at one time. You can. Uh, Penny was just talking about this this morning that she's got going to get half a dozen, and then it means she can just before she visits somebody or whatever. You know, well, we can't visit people yet, but when she does, she'd be able to just quickly test. Um, yeah, yeah. Here, to, I mean, here they're starting to give tested in in uh, pharmacies, and you can just buy your own test. Right. I know that my brother has uh, lots and lots of children and uh, they all go to schools and skiing and other type of activity they need to get tested all the time yeah. <laughs> continuously so yeah. it's uh it's it's quite an enterprise you're talk, talking about health and technology and what well, we can work out whether it's a good or a bad thing but it's, it's really interesting taking well having the time to invest more time and attention in the in the health stuff that's been on the watch which you know i've dabbled with um for a while but you know using the apple watch plus the fitness plus stuff and i'm now on my i think today was my 81st consecutive day of meeting my move targets 
um, which is because I'm at home and not an awful lot else to do, so it's not hard. But well, I say it's not hard. They keep cranking up the amount of um, kilocalories I'm meant to consume or to exercise in a Your day. Your move target is insane. <laughs> I mean, you have like. 800, 900 Yeah, it's 970, I think it is now. They're just crazy. I know. Well, but it's my own fault. I mean, it, because it's where the, the algorithm, as you rightly said, I need to fight for my freedom from the algorithm. But I'm, I'm getting in at least six and very often 10 miles of walking a day and loving it. Really, really loving it. And, uh, but it's... It's, it's a rod, a rod for my own back, you know. I, I was thinking about you the other day, because you you post in your blog that you know you have to be out walking at least three hours a day to 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 meet your goal, yeah. and I was thinking, you know, my poor friend, he's out walking because uh, his watch told him to, <laughs> you know, he's forced to do that <laughs> every day for three hours. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I. Well, because that's the other side of this, that, you know, we've lived in this house for 27 years now. And over those years, I've walked every single path within about a 20-mile radius, but many of them not for a long time. Um, and I'm genuinely just loving, loving, loving going out and being in the world. And, you know, even just today, I stopped to take it all in, and this horse ran, ran across a big field to come and say hello to me sort of thing, you know. Um it's so easy to forget things like that. And I've been enjoying watching your walking and your photographs of mm -hmm. your walks, Paolo, because I often get a bit belligerent about this and think it ought to be obligatory for national leaders and chief executives of businesses just to be forced to go out for a walk in the countryside at least once a week. Oh, yeah. Just just for the re, the rebalancing effect. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'm happy that... In the last five months, I've been able to, and I literally went almost every day. And I mean, for the last two months, I literally went every day. Because mm -hmm. as soon as I get, I'm going to get back in London, then, yeah, I might be able to get to a park every once in a while. But, uh, you know, there's no nature and, you know, wild nature like you, you can get here. Uh, or where you are, and it's, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss but it. You're not that far. You're only, what, a couple of miles from the Thames? Yeah, if well, you went, no, you I, can, straight down. I, I can, yeah, even less than that. I mean, I, I can get uh, I can get to the Thames pretty quick. I can take a bus and be on the Thames in 10, 15 minutes, and, uh, yeah. and I can actually cross. I just, I, I can just cross to Q uh, and the first, I just renewed my membership to for Q Gardens. Oh, cool. Or you can walk along the river. It's very flat yeah. walking along the river, but uh, you can sort of by definition. Yeah, yep. but uh, you can walk along the river, which is uh, which is nice. Um, or I, if I actually stay on that bus a little bit longer, um, I can get to Richmond Park, and that nice. that is yep. nice, and that is wild. That that is, I mean, you have years running amazingly around. wild yeah 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 that, that feels like you are in the wilderness well if you get if you get the bug there's a book and it used to be called the green london wave when i did it don't know what, and i think it's been renamed now but it's a 125 mile circuit round london mm -hmm. so it's sort of within a long way within the boundaries of, of greater london um but it strings together uh disused railways canal paths 
a bit of the river, big cemeteries, parks like Richmond Park, whatever, into a roughly circular loop. Mm -hmm. And it's just re really satisfying to walk because it makes you realise just how hilly London actually is. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and the fact that there are these uh, clay, I think there are mostly deposits round the river that have, in some cases, a quite, you know, reasonable height. Uh, and it just gives you a, a very satisfying sense of the shape of the city, the river, and and the the, the ups and downs shape as well. Yeah. Well, from from where I am, I, if I walk west a little bit, I actually intercept the Grand Union Canal. And uh, I was going to say that's another option. That's yep. also very nice. You can walk around that. And what is interesting, and something that makes you realize uh, of uh, how. Um, hilly and you know moving is is that the the Grand Union Canal actually is there are a couple of overpasses where the canal actually goes over the motorway. Yeah, uh, which is uh, which I well, once I realized every time I would actually was driving under it saying hey we're driving <laughs> yeah. under a canal how cool is that? Yeah, um, yeah, and of course it comes all the way up to Birmingham. It, and yeah, it comes yeah, past us. Yeah, um, I used to commute. Along the banks of that, on my on my, I had a fold up bike, and I would drive to r r closer to London than we are here. I couldn't cycle all the way every day, um, and then had a ten mile journey each way uh, along the banks of the canal, which was a great way to get to work in the mornings. Yeah, well, I'll need to go discover new paths in around yep. Ealing. Oh, by the way, talking speaking of Ealing, uh, mm -hmm. you know the store they opened a couple of years ago the amazon store where you can just walk in buy grocery yeah. and uh, then just walk away and it will charge your app they're mm -hmm. going to open one in eating oh really yeah like this week or next week apparently pretty soon wow, wow. the first is, test store stuff odd given that the way that Amazon's going bananas at the moment because nobody wants to go to stores that's weird well apparently they're going to open one in uh, in a shopping center do you know the shopping center right close to my flat yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's another reason to come back there is oh, going well. to be the first uh, the first uh, and apparently it's uh, you know you just walk in with the app you grab what you need to take and just walk out and it'll charge well, your... you just like you did in Marks and Spencer's yeah but this time they should not arrest you <laughs> I hope not you are very suspicious looking. Yeah, especially if I'm wearing a, a, a face mask. <laughs> it's it's so funny, the fact that even today we drove to the local town to go to the bank with my wife, and we were sitting in the car, and before leaving the car, we wore our mask and said, okay, let's get in. And it feels <laughs> so much like you're going for a robbery. <laughs> it's a uh, that's funny, isn't it? And uh, well, and I was I was thinking we were talking to the girls about um, the amount of fuss that used to be made about burkas mm -hmm. and how you couldn't see people's faces. And well, where's that all gone now that everybody's wearing masks? You know, it's funny how that thing that seems such a big issue just suddenly gets completely eclipsed by the fact that, well, you can see nobody's face. So get over it. Did you install the 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 new update of iOS? That, not yet. Uh, it's, not, it's not out yet, it's, is it? Still yeah, beta. yeah, it's a beta. But so good. It's It, really? it works. It doesn't work 100% of the time, but probably 80% of the time you unlock your phone and it unlocks the phone with a watch. Um, which yeah. is uh, which you know if you're wearing a face mask is is it's pretty good. 
It's, I still got a silly buzz every time I walk up to the Mac and press the mouse and I feel my wrist yeah. buzz and that's it. Unlocking yeah, it's 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 basically it's the same. You 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 get the same notification on your watch about you right. know the unlocking. It, it is the same notification, uh, and it's uh, no, it's it is working pretty well. I also like yeah. how. Uh, there are those new drop-down notifications on iOS. So, for example, when you unlock your watch with your phone, you get a little notification. Uh, I think they are, or, or, or maybe this is part of the new update, but I think they're oh, doing a pretty okay. good job in telling you every time something happens. Even, for example, when you paste something they will tell oh, you yes, this that. was yes. you know yes. this was it is coming from another place and of course you can copy something on your phone and paste it on your mac and uh, the mac yeah. will tell you i'm pasting it from your phone i, I kind of like that because it yeah. it's a very solid you know ui design telling people what is happening all the time it, it helps you be informed and it is all the time it's reliable isn't it it's it's, it's quite robust yeah no no it's you, uh, le you learn to trust it yeah it's uh it's uh it, it is getting better it's uh reliable enough that you don't notice it anymore a bit like life <laughs> okay <laughs> not sure i think that we can leave our listener <laughs> pondering pondering about this <laughs> well we'll see you next time thank you for listening and goodbye <laughs>